When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brant Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And a special guest, Adela Schicker, coming up right after this Tom Bernard Show. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know how was at the post. You know. <laughs> uh, our special guest, Adela Schicker. How you doing, Adela? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. I got to tell you, you're going to probably save me from ending up uh, in prison for the rest of my life because this procrastination thing is so out of control I don't ever remember people not doing what they say they're going to do as much as they do now. That Everybody, yeah, I'll do that, and then they don't do it. What is, Adela, save me. <laughs> I wish I could save you so easily, but you're totally right. I don't know. I think it's the era that we live in. So many decisions. The decision paralysis phenomenon. Too many social networks. Too many distractions. And honestly, it plays to the procrastination cards. It's really tough, yep. honestly. And I yeah. think it's going to be even tougher. Oh, God, don't tell me that. At all. <laughs> I, I, I really, it's amazing to me. Uh, well, you know, for, for an example, I do a morning talk show as well. And I always tell the people when we record commercials on Friday after the show, make sure you reset everything to be ready for Monday morning. And they go, absolutely. And they never do. 
I don't know how many times over the 33 years, going into 34 years on the show, <laughs> that I've asked people to do that. They never do it, even though they tell me right then and there, yes, I'll do it. And then they don't. What is that? Are you sure that's procrastination? Aren't they, you know, having some other problems with uh, just not knowing their priorities? Or maybe they're just like, that. you know, you have a surprise on Monday and you can be all like, oh, damn, I've been telling them. It's it's a tradition now after that many years, you know, so maybe well, that's true. That's, we're in the tradition. It's yeah. <laughs> a very good point. I thought you were going to say for a second, well, Tom, that might not be procrastination. They just don't like you. Thanks, Adele. I feel much better about myself now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just mean it like that. No, no, I understand. Even with overflowing inboxes, thousands of unread notifications, and unmet deadlines, most people still can't manage to take control of their time and stop procrastinating. The end of procrastination tackles this ubiquitous issue head-on, helping you stop putting off work and reclaim your time. Author Peter Ludwig uh, shows that ending procrastination is more than a wise time management strategy. It's essential to developing a sense of purpose and leading a happier, more fulfilled life. I could not agree more with that statement. That's a great statement. Thank you. I'm happy that you agree. I think that's uh, almost like a core of the book. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I can yeah, see that, course. absolutely. And, and I think never a better time for this book to be out either, as you said earlier. It may get worse. I, I don't know. So what what drives procrastination in the first place? An inability to make decisions at all, or is it just fear? What is procrastination? I think it's a combination of the, the sort of lack of willpower and lack of motivation. But on top of that, the, the decision paralysis, this idea that we have too many options, that really helps it. So imagine that you come, you sit, uh, you sit in, the, in the office in the morning, you look at your list of things to do, and how do you know where to start? Everything seems mm-hmm. extremely urgent, then uh, a colleague knocks on your shoulder, and then, uh, you know, your kids are calling, but the school has been canceled. It's snowing. I don't know what is it, but we're having a really hard time setting priorities, understanding how to organize our days. And as well, a lot of us, we don't live the real, with the real purpose and meaning. And because you, you don't have the right motivation, you don't have the right purpose in life, it's just so much easier to be like, oh, heck, I might just as well give up. You know, I don't like what I'm doing anyway, so I'm just going to be sort of in this rut. And then it's just so much easier to procrastinate because you're not seeing the reason why you should be doing what you should be doing. So are you in the wrong profession then if that's what you're doing? It may, maybe you picked the wrong job. I mean, these people. Maybe, maybe. I mean, look at kids these days growing up with the peer pressure of everybody wants to be an Instagrammer or a blogger or yep. they, they just yeah. see people that are, you know, you're a celebrity, you're going to be happy. Or, or the worst case scenario, your parents force you to be a doctor or you don't know where to, where to go to school, so you pick something like your classmate. It's not your initial purpose. So the book literally starts with, hey, let's take a deep breath and let's like really look at what is it that is my real purpose? What is this intrinsic motivation? How do, I, how do I make sure that I'm doing what I'm doing? And then the next parts are literal steps with eight practical tools that will help you to put all of that in practice and, and literally train your motivation and train your willpower as well. That, yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I, and I do understand because I've talked to people over the years, and Andy, you and I have talked about this, and the fact that I am a very rare person, and I don't know why it happened either, but I knew what I wanted to do when I was 14 years old, and by the time I was 18 years old, I, I've been doing it ever since. I, I don't. It just was very clear to me what I should be in life to make me happy and what I was was good at, I guess. I don't know. It might have been part of it, but I know that's, you know, we've talked about that before. It's very difficult for most people to even know what they want to do until later in life. Is that correct? Yeah, and you're very lucky. You're very lucky if that yeah. worked for you yep. because you either – like the idea of having a clear vision what you're what you're doing or you're lacking in action so you're procrastinating i was always the opposite of you i was always working my butt off traveling the world i had so many jobs i i i try to really work and really do the best and then i realized hey listen i'm not doing what i'm supposed to do so i took a real step back and thought what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what are the activities that i want to have more of what are my core values and how can i um, how can I do them more? You know, I used to study acting. It makes no sense to me. And now I understand. I love mm. it because I was on the stage. And now that I go to conferences, I speak to hundreds of people. It, it really helped me to be okay on the stage. But I was missing the, the idea of bringing science into practice and helping individuals and companies really move, you know, forward, grow, and, and 
help them understand the science because we're all about science. It's not a tips and tricks that we've learned somewhere on the street. We have a, a team of, what, 35 people, and we're really reading every valid science from great universities, from great researchers, and we're trying to show them to you in a very simple picture. So you don't have to read through that, but you know what are the good steps um, and what can help you in the long term. Yeah, that does make total sense. Do you think as a society, particularly in America, that people feel a great deal of pressure to not be what they really are? I mean, we've looked at it over the years, whether it be orientation or gender or race or whatever it is. People had to procrastinate a bit to go, well, what can I do that, first of all, I'll be allowed to succeed at? I can't really tell people who I, who I am in reality. I suppose all of that stuff, yeah. you know, hopefully it's much better now. So hopefully that era has come and gone. But there's more procrastination the, now than ever, so I don't understand that. Yeah, well, for okay, for the maybe the U.S. Even though, again, I'm not American, so I don't want to. I don't want to judge. But I think there's still a lot of other places in the world where it's not that just you're procrastinating or you don't have a purpose, but you're not allowed to do what your purpose is, or you're not educated enough, or you're not the right gender or color or anything. Right. So that's very that's important saying, to maybe yeah. bring those topics. As well, and then you know, then it's the other is the other part of the scale where there are people that literally have more than they need. They they live in the land of plenty, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of wasting their life away. And it almost gets me really mad because it's just look at all the possibilities that you guys have. Look at everything you can do with your life, and your your binge watching TV series. Oh, oh. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice, Adela. Adela, I got some, some good news for you. Uh, you said you're not American, but I will tell you this. You sound like everybody I know from Northeast Minneapolis. So you could never tell you're not American. You're just from Northeast Minneapolis. Thank you. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. That's amazing. <laughs> it is a compliment. The good, Thank hardworking you. people of North Minneapolis, they're, they're very good people. But I, I'm going to try to talk to Minneapolisian now. <laughs> Oh, I like Minneapolisian. I like that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to get that correctly. Everybody else on the show, what do you think of that idea that maybe the procrastination happened because so many people were not allowed to do what they wanted to do, whether it's a woman who wanted to be an astronaut or it's a gay person who couldn't tell anybody they were gay so they couldn't do their job? Or Do you think that is a big part of it? I think so. Like if you tell somebody from a young age that they're not able to do something because of something that's out of their control, whether it's skin color or gender or whatever, that they're more likely Mm -hmm. to not try and pursue that dream if that's what they wanted to do in the first place because they're told, oh, I can't do that. So they believe it. And now they don't try to do it. Well, again, I was told. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry, I was just going to say that I do agree very strongly, and it's, it's actually very, uh, very nice of you that you're, you're raising this point and that we're talking about this topic because we should talk about this more and more openly, for sure. Because we're talking about it in an honest way. Now, the way Hollywood approaches it, I don't think is honest at all. Or these people that, oh, I just think of, if somebody's going to call me on the phone, I certainly hope it's a person of color. It's like, come on, for God's sake. That is so phony. What we're talking about are real things that people really couldn't do because, again, of their gender, their orientation, their race, whatever. I mean, and then you bring education into it, and that's a, another whole sticking point on this situation. People were not allowed to get the education they needed. So hopefully the world yeah. has come a long way since then, and we're going to do a lot better with it. And maybe we're in, a, in, a, in flux right now. Maybe the procrastination right now yeah. growing is the fact that we're in flux and we're going to be a more accepting society once people stop pandering. and uh, uh, The pandering I can't stand anymore. You know, the I will take yeah. care of all people of color. You know, yeah, that's you. We're going to count on you to take care of the problem. Uh, the and fact Tom, that you're not be good. And Tom, when you say the, like the whole educate, like you can't get the education, and now it's like where when you do get the education, now it's when you don't have the work related experience to do something. Right. So then they think, yep. well, how am I now supposed to do this? So it's even more of an impossible. Like I can't get the experience without the job. So they procrastinate on maybe even looking for a job. Well, I think you're right about yep. that. But uh, yeah, I think everybody's been told at some. Uh, Adela, is it true? Have you ever been told that you couldn't do something? You wanted to do something, and you were told, oh, you, "Well, you can't do that. You're, you're not the right person to do that." Have you ever heard that? Oh, 
oh, of course. <laughs> I am from yeah, a post-communist yeah. country. I, I, <laughs> I really do understand how it was not to be allowed to, to travel and, and, you know, having a first uh, pineapple when I was like 11 or something like that because we really didn't have them. I grew up in the, yeah. you were standing in the line for really, really nasty bananas and you were just happy that you have a, a little, but, uh, you know what? Not to not to just sound all dull, like and, and, and dark and heavy, but we really the right. science and the research shows that we really live in the best possible world, in the safest world. We have Correct. the we have vaccination, we have education, we have internet, we have everything. It's just the way how we're going to use all those resources. So being all glum and saying, "Oh yeah, everything is bad," that's a one way to perceive it, but. To say, hey, listen, look at all the opportunities that we have and let's use them exactly to get rid of all those um, sort of putting people in the boxes and judging them by colors and, and, and being phony. Yep. Oh, I hate phony people. <laughs> that's that's a really too, important Adela. thing. And that's why I think we love what we're doing. Just telling people, hey, listen, this world is great. So let's try to like help mm-hmm. each other and let's try to work hard. But that's yeah, it. I mean, we, we need be, more be people like sort you. of grateful. Yeah, grateful. Gratitude's <laughs> like a nice thing. Too. It's true. I'm- <laughs> By the way, Adele, I got to tell you, I, you're from a post-communistic country. I didn't know you were from Minnesota. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, it, but see, I like the fact that people like you are out there. The end of procrastination, how to stop postponing and live a fulfilled life. And I, I think that the, the name of the book is the key to the whole situation. Stop postponing and live a fulfilled life. In other words, don't believe what everybody else tells you. Try your best. And if you try your best and you still fail, then at least you tried and you tried your best. And then you can move on. Don't believe other people. Don't believe anything some other people tell you because there's, there may be reasons they want you to believe that. Yeah. And that's why the whole chapter last of our book is about critical thinking and how to right. make sure that you understand the, the, the information you're getting and how to recognize when somebody is just being an objective or how to realize that maybe you should now put critical thinking into place and how to use it more often. I think it's wonderful. The book is called The End of Procrastination, How to Stop Postponing and Live a Fulfilled Life. You can go to endoprocrastination.com, of course, for the book link. Um, looking forward to the next time we talk. Adela Schicker, ladies and gentlemen, co-founder of Procrastination.com, the institute that helps companies and individuals to reach their full potential. That's what we're trying to do today. If I ever get to my full potential, it might be dangerous, though. No, that was just a smart-ass <laughs> thing to say. You know, Adela, come back soon. I'd love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and talk to you soon again. <laughs> Bye. Okay, and just tell everybody, you're from northeast Minneapolis. Just tell them that. They'll never know the difference. I promise. I like her. You're a good person. Thank you, Adela. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Me too. Bye. Um, Great, great attitude. First of all, she sounds like she's about 16. I know. I don't know how old she is. She sounds very young. But, but, you know, it's interesting because I never thought about this. Why all this procrastination? What is this all about? Well, if we are going to bring all... What? Oh, I was just going to say, I think, especially the youth today, they're so wrapped up in their own little world that they just, I mean, when I tell the kids to clean their room, it literally takes them three or four days to clean their room. (laughs) It's a half hour at the most, (laughs) right? but they have to stop and they have to go on YouTube. It's like they have no concept of fulfilling or achieving a goal. You know, and yep. I think that's part of the problem. They don't, they don't appreciate achieving anything. Yeah. You know, yep. and uh, so they just don't care. I think They're, that's like we will be a right. child thing, though. Yeah. Because yeah. I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. 
It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I'm just going to sit through the whole song. What do you think? <laughs> you definitely song. did not hit the post on that one. <laughs> I did too. Listen back. I hit the post. Listen. Oh, no. It was close. Brother. Yeah, we were Brother ta- man. We were talking over break. And uh, we were talking. No, like, not you guys. Especially kids. Like, I'm trying to. Were you teach- interrupting each other too? Uh, I'm trying like to it. teach the kids, uh, you know, like. Like, when I tell them to clean their room, it takes them three or four days to clean their room. And I'm like, this is a half-hour job. I don't understand. Right. Well, I don't understand how one person can make a room that messy, for for instance. I know they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to teach the kids to accomplish a goal, do it at your best, and they just yeah. don't care these days. They're just like, you know, whatever. And I, I was telling Tevin, like, when they do a chore and I come in and it's half-assed done, I'm like, you know, if this was your job, you would be fired. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you have to do it to the best of your ability. And they're just like, they're just like, whatever, you know, who cares? And they just go back to doing what they want to do. And and I think yeah. the youth today, I have a feeling it's going to be prob- problematic in the new next generation of yeah. the workforce and all that. Because they just, I mean, Tom, you've even mentioned it, people do it now where they don't follow through mm-hmm. or they, Ever. yeah or they just they make yeah. mistakes they don't double check their work and they're just like whatever you know somebody else will fix it and yep. um you know i just i hope i i hope there's a change in in kids today because if that's the case our workforce in the next 20 years is going to be rough <laughs> well it is i mean that that's just how the world's that's where the world is There's right now. Kids. Eventually, we're going to have to get beyond the point where everybody kisses everybody else's ass and tries to pretend they support them, mm-hmm. where we actually do come together and make sense of things and stop pointing out how, whether I'm white or I'm black or I'm whatever, everybody's picking on me. It's mm-hmm. like, would you stop and let's move forward? Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah. I just Otherwise, we're going to have a lot of more misprint Chef Boyardee cans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's very, very true. Yeah, so. I have a question. You sent, you, you sent this article over to me. Uh-huh. Brie Larson is an attractive woman, isn't she? If I remember. Yeah, she's pretty. She she is, right? Well, I don't know who doesn't like her at the uh what awards is this? I don't even know. The the Crystal and Lucy Awards. Whoever picked this picture, if you isolate just her face, not her body or her hair or the rest of it, but just her face, mm-hmm. this picture they chose, she looks exactly like Jackie Gleason. Oh no. Wow, for which she award has that, show? Lu- Crystal, well, it's Crystal and Lucy Wards, but uh, Cassie sent me the story, so you have it there. You know that look he got on his face just before he'd go, yes. Alice, Alice, what's wrong with you, Alice? Yes. It's I, that look. Especially in the eyes. Yes, absolutely. She looked like Gla- Jackie Gleason's eyes. Those are definitely Jackie Gleason's eyes. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So it's not an unattractive picture. It's just not the best picture of her because she's a very pretty woman, actually. Yeah, she's just kind of that average, she looks like the average Midwest girl, you know. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's very, very true. But uh, she says she does not hate white dudes, so I guess, uh, you know, I feel much better now. Really. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can sleep at night now. Yeah, exactly. Now I can sleep at night. You're absolutely right about that. Everything would be good. But, um, yeah, boy, there's a lot a lot in the news today, isn't there? A lot of stuff in the news. Pete mm-hmm. Davidson has a solution for still listening to Michael Jackson after leaving Neverland. I have not watched one minute of that. I don't think I could stand watching it. Oh, have there, you guys seen it? No, no but now I saw an article that uh, Corey Feldman can no longer uh, like support defend. or defend Michael yeah. Jackson. So what is, Yeah, mm, I saw that. It's kind of a little uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I think... I think I was 17 or 18 when the Jackson 5 broke, maybe 19. But I remember loving that band when they were the Jackson 5, and then when Michael uh, separated from the rest of the band, and then, you know, Janet Jackson came along. I just loved their music and and all the rest of it. And then Michael changed, and then he changed again, then he changed again, then he changed again. And you would not be able to tell the original person uh, compared to the Michael Jackson at his death. Yeah, He didn't look anything like Mm-mm. There was coming out of the out of his head. Uh, sorry, but to to want to change yourself that much, you cannot love yourself, can you? I I, I mean, to want to change that not, much, not completely. His no. self esteem was very very low, except when he was on Seemed stage. Like That's yeah. when he was confident. Although, yep, the Michael that was one of my favorite memes. Where only in America you can be born a poor black boy and die a You're rich right. white woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cool. I know. But it's so true. (laughs) If you tell that story, I probably wouldn't say black boy again. Yeah, well, that's what it said on the. No, I know it did. No, I know it did. But I'm just. Yeah, I know it did. You're absolutely right. But I. um, Yeah, Andy or Melissa, did you watch it, Leaving Neverland? No. I don't believe any documentary I watch. They're always (laughs) wrong. I see. It's always slanted one way or another. Yes. Yeah. Is it on HBO? Is that where I think it's um, on HBO? Yes, and yes, and it's. I think it's on the. Uh, it might even be on Amazon now. Maybe. Well, Amazon has HBO though, doesn't it? Yes. Amazon Prime has HBO on there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, it's four hours, which. Jeez. If it were about Michael Jackson, I, I, I just can't watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to watch something where a guy might have been taking taking sexual advantage of seven year old boys. I just. Right. I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. It's just way over the top, and it just oh god. Um, now don't be blaming this on me, Andy. You'll be blaming it on me. It's it's Cassie's fault. No, oh, okay. What just did remember. I do? <laughs> okay, you ready? I don't know why someone would do this. So it's not, uh, you know, this is not political, and it's not. Uh, well, here you go. I'll just read it, and you be the judge. A homework assignment on slavery that left parents flabbergasted and a parent faux pas by Virginia's first lady on the same topic. And now another similar incident to add to the mix, this time out of Westchester County, New York. That's where uh, Ocasio-Cortez is from. She likes to tell everybody she's from the Bronx. She actually grew up in Westchester. But other than that, USA Today reports on an alleged social studies exercise at the private chapel school of Bronxville that involved white fifth graders bidding on African-American oh. classmates who were slaves. Oh, no. Oh. What are you doing? Why Somebody you needs to get fired. force the kids to do that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. The slavery, the slavery course in school is yeah. hard enough for a black kid to sit through with a bunch of white people around. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Now you're going to make them bid? Oh, okay. <laughs> that okay. is so wrong. Yeah. You know what amazes me, though, and this is just, again, I'm not trying to be political here at all. I'm just talking about reality, that right now we're in a situation where there's a rise in anti-Semitism in the world, including the United States. Not as bad as Europe. It's gotten pretty bad in Europe again. Um, There is some anti-Semitism in America, but it's, of course, with the Ilan Omar situation, people, you know, going after her. What amazes me is you cannot deny black slavery. It happened, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You also cannot deny Jewish slavery by the Egyptians. They were slaves. That's what they were. But apparently everybody forgets that part. And I don't understand what, why, why did they forget that Jews were slaves at one point? Uh, probably the, the same reason we forget about, like, a uh, school shooting or some tragic thing that happens once another similar yeah, thing happens. Maybe. It's like well, the more recent yeah, one I can tell attention. you the main reason because it's religious. And that's why they don't yeah. teach it in school, because the only time you really but hear it's... in history about it is in the Bible. 
And right. They, the Jews aren't just a, the Jews aren't just a religion. They're also a people. They're well, they're yeah. Semites, but so are you know Arabs are Semites too. Some Arabs are Semites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, and but, too because probably like when you think of Jewish wrongdoings and like when they were enslaved or discriminated against, you think of Holocaust, and then that t- takes mm-hmm. over the whole yeah. conversation. You're like, mm-hmm. it, what it does? No, you're 100 percent right about that. But why you and Westchester County is a pretty pretty wealthy area. I'm not saying this school necessarily was a wealthy school or whatever, but maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. But in 2019, you've decided I'm going to take the white kids and I'm going to take the black kids, and we're going to have the white kids bid on the black kids. We're going to reenact why? slavery. Yeah, that's not, oh my God. not a good thing. You talk tone deaf. All right. I mean, that's as tone deaf as it gets. And then, and then I wonder how deep, like, it went. Were there, were there, like, these kids now are reasoning on why they, like, when it's, and how old were these kids? Does it say in the? Uh, fifth grade. Fifth grade. So you'd hope maybe, like, fifth yeah. graders are like, well, I'm friends with that kid. I want him over on my team. Uh-huh. $100 or something. And then, but not like, well, he's tall. Looks like he's going to be a strong chap when he grows up let's let's pay more for <laughs> strong are they, chap. Are they, how far are they breaking down this rabbit hole like yeah well, well i got to be honest with you, though, looking at the person's name, maybe I, we have to forgive the person because their name is Vernex Harding. Vernex? Vernex? Isn't that a shoe polish? I was going to say, hell? it sounds like a detergent. <laughs> or Vernex. Wash your dishes with Vernex. <laughs> I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I have no idea. An educational administrator at a different Westchester school and a parent of one of the black... Well, Vernex is a black person. So this is not the person who did it. It's a person who teaches at a different Westchester school. Tells PIX11 that her son said, Teacher Rebecca... uh Uh-oh. Here it comes. I could have predicted it. Listen to this last name. You ready? Uh, This cannot be real. (laughs) You don't think it's real, Andy? Based on her last name? No. Her name is Rebecca Antonozzi. <laughs> but Rebecca anti-Nazi? Really? That's what it says, yeah. anti-Nazi. That's literally her last name. Yeah, is it Italian uh, for anti-Nazi? It's an onion story. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to feel a little suspicious. It's USA Today. Mm. It's cited as the source, USA Today. Yeah, her name is Becky anti-Nazi. <laughs> We got Vernex and anti-Nazi. Everything's covered. Well done. Unbelievable. There's three black students in a class to go into the hall and put imaginary chains along our necks oh. and wrists and shackles on our ankles. Those students then reportedly re-entered the class and were bid on by white students oh. at a mock slave auction. See, this is how tone-deaf some of these white people are who go on television and tell you what black people really need. How the hell do you know? Right? I don't know. I grew up with black people, and I don't, I don't know what they need. I'm not black. Right? Right. And Becky has probably has bad friends, because she probably, <laughs> like, she probably like, talked to some other teachers. Had a like, dinner you know party what? at her house. Here's my, here's my, uh, my teaching plan for tomorrow. We're going to have a slave <laughs> auction. And then they were like, yeah, you know what? This actually sounds like a pretty good idea. You should go ahead with that. Uh, like, nobody told her, that, like, hey, you might not want to do this. I don't understand how it ever happened. Don't they have to run this by other people in the school? Right, like a principal or somebody. Might be good. Another parent who's black defends anti-Nazi. It's anti-Nazi, actually. Uh, saying she likes to reenact a lot of stuff. Michael Schultz, Chapel's principal, says in an... Wait a minute, Schultz. That's a Nazi name, isn't it? Mm. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, says in an email lesson, the lesson... Uh, email, excuse me. The lesson was racially insensitive and hurtful. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Making fifth graders pretend they have chains on is racially insensitive? You think? God. Yeah. Um, well, they're investigating it with Antonozzi for now. Removed from her classroom, her attorney released a statement noting she's a loving, devoted, and uniformly respected teacher. Once again, it's the overreach of these bleeding heart white people who think they know what everybody needs, a pre- people of color and, and orientation and all. They know what's best for everybody. I don't uh, understand that. I don't get it. This sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. That's right. what this sounds like. Oh, no, wait a minute. Andy might be right here. You might be right, Andy. Her attorney released a statement noting she's a loving, devoted, and uniformly respected teacher and that the news on the lesson is inaccurate, out of context, and contains false facts. It's falsehoods, not false facts. You get it right. False facts. To the extent, mm. yeah, false facts. Either they're facts or they're false. It yeah. can't be both. 
Uh, to the extent anyone took offense to a small portion of the overall lesson that day was used solely to emphasize the tragic injustice of slavery, it certainly was never intended. So he, their, their, her attorney says this never happened. Not the way they're portraying it in the news. It didn't happen that way. But if they did go in the hallway to pretend to be wearing chains, uh, don't do that. Mm. It's just a thought. You know what I mean? They're just going to have to put video cameras in every room in every they building of right. the country. And then all of these allegations, they'll either be unfounded or they'll have video evidence. Because that's all anyone Another does thing. now is make unfounded allegations and we never know that's what true. the truth is. You are right about that. 100% right. They, they say what – well, again, Andy, you pointed it out a couple of days ago last week. You pointed out that people – the truth is what you think the truth is. Mm. No, it isn't. <laughs> They're actually teaching that in college, that your truth is the truth to you. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It's not. The truth is the truth, and then there's your version of the truth. It's not the truth, right? That's a fair statement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just don't get her. It. It's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, anti-Nazis on the phone. i got to talk. No. <laughs> uh, we will be right back in a couple seconds. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you. Do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jennifer, who started as a customer service rep and is now vice president. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back. I just like the guitar riffs. So I thought I'd shut up and listen to it for a while. What do you think? It's a good. What do you think? It's awesome. I like it. No, we were okay. Oh, I was going to say over the break we were talking about that lady who um, took went over the barrier and took a picture of the tried to take a selfie with the Jaguar. She, got she was just leaning against the bars. Oh. What's the problem? God. The best part is she probably obviously has her camera in selfie mode, so she, how can she not see the Jaguar getting closer and closer and closer? I know. She's looking at herself. I know. Maybe I should get away from here. Uh, Would it rip up her arm? Yeah. Yeah, it ripped up her arm pretty good, and they called the ambulance. Did she Why get... would you think? Well, I was going to say, did she actually get a photo? Is there a photo of it? No, but there's Are like... you high today? Is that yeah, the point? Yeah, there's no, there's no photo, but there, I think there's obviously video of her laying on the ground. But she did at least call and apologize to the zoo and say, like, hey, they didn't do anything wrong. I was just being an idiot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong? Yeah, no, okay. It's not the zoo's Good. fault. I did something I wasn't supposed to. Oh, God. It's unbelievable to me. I'm trying to find uh, the, the meaning of the, the Italian name Antonozzi. But my God, Allegretti, Allegretto, Allegro, Ali, they got it all cooking here, man. We got uh, a million different names. I, I'm trying to find it. And talk amongst yourself because I'll find it sooner or later. I'm at the AL now, so I'm not that far <laughs> off in the end. <laughs> I say, well, should it be only like I, 15, 20 more minutes? 
<laughs> Honest to God, I, I didn't know there were this many just A Italian names. Italian names that start with an A. Good God, there are a lot of them. I bet. Mm. Okay, and I am at A N E A N G. Good God, is that ever a list? Because I, I'm trying to find out what the name Antonozzi actually means in Italian. Mm. Okay, and oh, it should be right in here, Anti. Talk about yourself again. Nope, they don't even have that name listed, Andy. It's not listed as an Italian name, so you might be right. It might be made up. We'll have to. Starting to wonder. Antonori yeah. is as close as it gets. Yeah, Antonori is about as close as it gets. So I don't know what to tell you. All we do here on the Tom Bernard Show is deliver the facts. That's you know right. what I mean? A witness tells KPHO that after hearing the 30-something woman screaming, he and his family ran over and distracted the animal with a water bottle. And the jaguar goes to, to let go of the girl to take the water bottle. And the claw just catches the girl's sweater. So at that point, I see it's no longer attached to the girl's arm. Oh. oh. What is What's not attached? Uh, the claw of the jaguar. It reached. Oh. It had like the, oh, like the cage where it's little squares. And so it stuck its paw out. And <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. It's just a thought. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, there's a barrier there, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that it's not to convince the jaguar not to try to escape. It's to keep you from going next to the cage. <laughs> well, this happens a couple times mm-hmm. a year, every year. It some does. Idiot, just. Oh, let me jump this fence so I can take a picture or go hug a polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> these are wild animals. I know. They will eat you. Yeah. They they will eat you. That's like, uh, I like the video. There's a video of two gorillas like fighting in a zoo. Mm-hmm. And you hear some lady that's recording it like, where's the zookeeper? Like, he needs to get in there and stop <laughs> and it break it off. <laughs> What is the zookeeper gonna do? Like, one of my all right, you two break it up. One of my favorite videos of gorillas. I think it was a female and a male, and she like threw or hits hit the male gorilla, mm-hmm. and he just looked at her and gave her the finger. Oh yeah, they do. They give each other the oh, finger now. They're so fun to watch. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's, it all works out in the end. But yeah, let's not uh, let's not have uh, white kids. Bidding on uh, black slaves. Mm-hmm. Let's not uh, lean up against the jaguar cage after going over the barrier. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are many lessons to be learned this morning on the Tom Bernard Show. That's all I'm saying. Yes. You guys come up with a new name for the show yet? I want to change the name of the show. What not to do yeah. with Tom Bernard? <laughs> yeah, what to not to do. discuss that with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you find? What, what, what's the title? Uh, Melissa's or do you not want to say it? Mom actually came up with one. Well, uh, what is it? The Family. I think there already is one. There is not. There is think, not, we looked. Oh, there's not? Really? I thought there was. Just called The Family? Just yeah. called The Family, we, no. Yeah. There's one that's like The Family something, but it's it's Jewels? long. It's yeah. much longer than yeah. just The Family. Because then you could introduce oh, okay. it with Welcome to The Family with, you know. I like that. I can be the adopted mm-hmm. son. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you be the adopt- well, you are anyway, so what's the difference? <laughs> there we go. But she thought you know what I'm talking about. I was telling her last week, I think, mm-hmm. about it, and and she was like, "He should just call it the family. That's what all of you guys are anyway." <laughs> I don't know about that, but pretty much. Yeah, I mean, most almost. Of us. I'll keep I just quiet. read something. <laughs> no, you don't like it. No, no, you're no, not no. It. no. I'm not part of. You're the an family. outsider. I am an outsider. Outsider. I'm a black sheep. No, I don't know about me. black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's I'm more a crimson of like, sheep. I mean, yes, they're all like, yes, it started by their family, but yeah. also, right. I mean, it this type of setting is more family-like than like a big, huge mm-hmm. production production podcast, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like very that. tight-knit and close, and that's why she thought it was a good idea. I think it is a good name. Yeah. We'll have to vote on that and get everything taken care of. And That'd Andy thought you would like saying welcome to the family, like from The Godfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> I believe in American ways. Anyway, um, I just saw something, and I don't know what this story contains, and if it gets political, I, I don't mean to be political with it. I just saw this um, because of the names involved and because of what happened, apparently. Today's media flap involves liberal advocacy group Media Matters going after a familiar target, Fox News, and specifically host Tucker Carlson, whom I I really like, actually. Tucker's a very nice guy. 
talked to a number of times. The group released a video in which it compiles comments Tucker made on the Bubba the Love Sponge radio show 13 years ago. Yep, sounds like media matters, all right. (laughs) Boy, we're digging deep, aren't we? Misogynistic and perverted is how Media Matters describes him, but Carlson is unapologetic. Media Matters caught me saying something naughty on a radio show more than a decade ago. He said in a statement, rather than express the usual ritual contrition, how about this? I'm on television every weeknight live for an hour. If you want to know what I think, you can watch. He adds that every anyone who disagrees with my views is welcome to come on and explain why. Among other things, Carlson talks about the Warren Jeffs case in his radio call-ins. Look, just to make it absolutely clear, he says, I'm not defending underage marriage at all. I just don't think it's the same thing exactly as pulling a child from a bus stop and sexually assaulting that child. Oh, Wait, so what? it's not the same thing. No, it's not. Is it? So why? So he I don't just said it's not the, the same thing. Behind this, he's not saying it's good or bad or whatever. He just said it's not the same thing. Carlson repeats the radio host. Oh, wait a minute. What? <clears throat> oh, he called her the Big C. Ooh. Apparently, Martha Stewart's daughter Allison uh, said he wanted to give her the spanking she so desperately needs. I don't, you know, don't be calling women the big, don't even call, although in England, men call each other that. They sure do. <laughs> they love to call each other that in England, so I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I don't know that, you, look, you're going back 13 years, you could find stuff, I'm sure, in everybody's life that happened oh, 13 yeah. years ago, you went, oh, God, I wish I hadn't done that. It was a different world then. Right. First of all, I don't, the first two things, yeah, don't be calling women, you know, see you next Tuesday, why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, don't be calling women that. But, again, I don't know why he did it. Maybe there was a – Bubba the Love Sponge, first of all. That's a Howard Stern, Bubba the Love Sponge. That's the kind of stuff – matter of fact, nobody ever points out because he's a bleeding-heart liberal that, that Howard Stern used to use that word all the time. Uh, but nobody brings that up. That's and I'm not true. condemning him for doing it either. It was a different world then, and it's a better world now. Can we accept it at that? Right, that's how it should be accepted. Like you can dig through the archives yeah. of somebody's tweets and whatever else, and get it all taken out of context. And it's like 13 right. years ago, he's a probably a totally different person than he is now. I mean, he could very well be the same. But do you want like the guy that whoever finds that article? It's like, well, if we go through your Twitter and now, what are you, what are we going to find at yours? Like, it's all just ridiculous. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Basically, if you go through my Twitter, all, all you're going to find is me telling people to go f themselves. That's about it. <laughs> At least you're consistent. It's about everything. <laughs> I was consistent about it. You're absolutely right. But, Andy, that's all gone now anyway, isn't it? What? My Twitter. Oh, the Twitter stuff? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that's all gone. Yeah. I just, I didn't even know what was on there. I just said, just get rid of it before somebody takes one word per day over the seven days and they put together something. This is what he said. Yeah. We, no. we wiped all that because you can't yeah, trust anyone just, to not no, you can't. take anything out of context. So I have nothing left. I don't think there's anything left. You find something good for you. Whatever. But I I just, I don't know. People are accusing other people of doing things, and I really wish they hadn't done that. I I had hoped in my life once I got to the, you know, the age of which I am now, and my life was such that it is, that the, the world would keep getting better. But it is exactly the same as it was 50 years ago. Uh, 1967, 68, it's the same Everybody's mad at everybody else, and everybody's this and that. Just would you all calm down? We'll get through it. Uh, let's try to work together, though. How about that? I makes agree. sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, look, I'm trying to find all the great things in the world, and it's not that. Here, let me read something to you. This is what real life is all about. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little note is what it says. And inside, handwritten, it says, Tom, you might not remember me, but I was an employee at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy last year. In June, prior to my father's birthday, I met you with some comedians to market their shows, and I told you he was a big fan. My father was a big fan of your show. You told me to get my camera out to wish him a happy birthday. I never got the chance to tell you how much I truly appreciate you for that. My father was shocked and still talks about it to this day. Gestures like this help restore my faith in humanity. You are a good person, Marissa Marks. That's what real humans are like, ladies and gentlemen. Not all the stuff in the news wires and not all the stuff on the TV news or the radio news or in the newspaper. There are tons of really good people in the world. How sweet was that? That's very sweet. 
It's not like I, it was a big, oh, my God, I have to take a picture with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a, she's a very pleasant person. I remember Marissa, absolutely. A very nice young lady, an attractive young woman who just has it. I'm sure she has a very bright future, and her father is a big fan of the podcast and the morning show. So why wouldn't I do that? But apparently uh, she is such a good person that she took the time to send me the card. It was very, very cool, I thought. So there are a lot of good people in the world. So, look, I suppose if we sat here and read the stories about all the good people in the world, you'd go, oh, my God, this is boring. <laughs> right? Yeah, people thrive on chaos yeah. and, and negativity. They do. Yeah. yeah, they do. And conflict. You're absolutely right about that. So, yeah, just remember when we're reading all these stories and all the things that people say about one another on the news, and this is person's being accused of that, and everything's horrible, and oh, my God. There are tons of nice people that just want to say, hey, you know what? It was really nice to have dinner with you. Nice talking to you. Nice to uh, you say happy birthday to my father. I mean, there are lots of good people like that. Don't You run into them, don't you? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, there's even so. even just off of like the podcast that I do, it's like I will see people every once in a while. They're like, oh, my gosh, like I know you or I feel like I know you from listening to you. And it's like, yeah, just those yeah. short times we're interacting with people as simple as like a hello or – Giving them where you, they feel that you took time out of your day to spend with them. Yeah, it just makes them feel yep. feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Which is great. You know, ah, the humanity, as they said when the Hindenburg <laughs> blew up. Well, pe- but in a good way. Well, I so think... The, I, oh, go ahead, Tom. No, nah, it's all right. Why break the code now? <laughs> well, no, no, I just think no, that people what, what are beat over the head with negativity all the time. That yeah. they go... It, you know, like whether it's news, social media, and then they go out in the real world and they're just, they're edgy and crabby and mm-hmm. just angry yep. all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like I try and smile and, you know, to always try and see the good in people. And even if they're crabby, I, I just look at them and say, you look like you need a hug. <laughs> I'll just hug a person <laughs> randomly. Oh, there you and go. then they smile and they feel a little better. So Okay, I want you to tell your, <laughs> we have one minute left. We have one minute left, and I want you to tell that creepy story of what you and Dave do when people think you're his daughter. That's, oh. What a horrible story. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, and then I'll turn around and I'll kiss him. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm God. like, no, I'm not she his likes... daughter. I'm his wife. <laughs> Are you his daughter? Yes, turns around and soul kisses the man. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> we have a close relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Cassie, no. for God's sake. I know. I oh, look I young, but did, see, Dave doesn't look old to me. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, he think doesn't. that you guys were that you were his daughter. I know. I. I mean, no. I do look young for my age. Yeah. I do, but yeah, you know. You um, but because when I tell people my real age, they kind of do a jaw drop. They're like, "What?" Yeah. And you're I'm like, seventy-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I thought age, or I thought white people were supposed to Take age. Take that, apparently. Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jane Fonda. Yeah, she does not look like she's at, what, 80, 81, something like that? No, she's gorgeous. She really is. Still a hell of a talent, too. Yeah. That is going to do it. We will talk to you tomorrow, Tom. Welcome to the family. I like it. I'm going to go with that from now on. All right, then. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. (laughs) 